Hey Torn Tribe, Athena and I are back with revisiting our episode 25, an oldie but goodie where we talk about how we changed our relationship with sleep with motherhood. Are there parts of motherhood that did not come naturally? Do you feel overwhelmed? Are there secrets you wish you knew in advance about the motherhood journey? Could you use a place to cope with motherhood, laugh your woes away, and lighten the mommy guilt? Welcome to Toward, finding a mom-life balance. Welcome back to Torn. On this week's episode, Memes and I, Athena, are going to talk about sleep and the torn feeling we feel about sleep ever since motherhood. So sleep as a mom, Memes, I've come up with a new category. You know how oftentimes you can either label people as early birds or night owls well i've come up with a new category for myself because i was never an early bird um i used to be a night owl now i'm just a chronically tired pigeon (laughs) (laughs) um just taking you back to your new york roots i'm gonna add a chronically tired new york pigeon which is different than any other pigeon (laughs) so that means you got attitude you're not fearful of sometimes you're a little dirty and dusty (laughs) looking a little rugged (laughs) a little disheveled and you don't care about those taxis or those people that are about to step on you. And maybe you'll take that piece of bread that's on the floor or just attack someone yeah. and take that piece of bread. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. I think that is a great metaphor for moms in regards to their sleep. It's, I enjoy sleeping. I was that teenager that slept till one o'clock in the afternoon and then wondered where the day had gone. I struggled to get to early morning classes in college. By sophomore year, I strategically gave into that weakness and tried not to schedule early classes. I would rather a three-hour class once a week than to be anywhere at 8 o'clock in the morning or even 9 o'clock in the morning. Um, but I, I find myself remembering gratefully that the beginning of motherhood, even through pregnancy, I slept. I just spoke to someone the other day who was saying that they really, really are struggling in their second pregnancy. And I just could only, you know, my heart was just bleeding for her because you could tell it was like long day at work, working with children on your feet a lot because She's an intern as a counselor. And so you're always moving. Like you have a spot where you're talking to kids, but then you're all going to pick up kids and you're going all five floor building and it's a lot. Um, And then you're not sleeping and you're hearing other people's problems. I was just like, oh, bless you. And I hope (laughs) this all works out and I hope you get to another phase or find the right (laughs) pillow or something happens that changes this for you. Um, And then I had a good baby who got on a really good schedule. My biggest issue was um, after those early months, like I felt like when I was home, I kind of 
didn't push it, got up when she got up, did that morning feeding, went into our routine. That's my greatest sanity, which I know not every mom can relate to um, because that time period can vary so much by mom, by family, by work situation, um, by baby, um, their habits, what they need. So for me, it was more once I did get back into the working routine or she was a little older and maybe I just wanted a weekend to feel like a weekend. Like I have not, I had a friend. So there's two things about motherhood I think about. I had a friend when I was a few years out of college, one of my first jobs and we would talk and she had a young child and she would tell me that she never could sit still. But even if she was watching a movie, she was like reorganizing a dresser drawer or like folding laundry or doing something. And I was just like, that's a problem. Like what? <laughs> and I, my verb, you know, like I had a name for that time. And it was just like my constant goal of giving myself time to do nothing. Like didn't call myself a sloth. Now that's like my mascot. But <laughs> It was that, it was, I love to leave myself gaps of like, I don't have a time to be up. I don't have anyone expecting me anywhere. I didn't make plans and I can just sleep or lay on my couch or do absolutely nothing. Um, and I think of her now that that is a very foreign concept and the idea of not being able to just naturally wake up or that my natural wake up, the sadder part is that my natural wake up is 6 30 in the morning and that's that's <laughs> late for work so it's like that it's that like didn't need the alarm but it's absolutely like but what are you doing awake <laughs> why did your eyes open i got a text this morning that was sharing um a really warm post about motherhood that i'll i'll share for my mend um but I opened my eyes and I either, I think what I did is that I accidentally left my work alarm on my phone. It was set to the wrong time, but still it woke me up somewhere between my normal wake up time and the 6.30 self wake up. And I shut it off, but then I noticed I had a message there. So I just rolled over and looked at it. And all I could respond after the warm message was like, thanks from another awakened mom. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's sending it at 6, 11 in the morning, I'm reading it at 6.30 and I'm just like teary face, not laughing smiley face, teary face like why are we communicating? <laughs> Thanks for the love but why is this our existence kind of thing. Um, so it, I miss wholeheartedly my natural body wake up time being 10.30. I don't want the 1pm anymore, I don't want to feel like my entire day is gone. But I would really, really love it if I could go to bed at a reasonable hour and naturally wake up at 1030 uninterrupted with no requests. Because the other part is that you wake up being asked to do things, serve breakfast <laughs> and brush people's teeth and take them to the bathroom before you even do any of that for yourself. So oh, my battle, my true uh, mourning and grief is for that feeling of a natural later wake up, having my weekends back, feeling like doesn't matter where we have to be, I won't open my eyes until a little later in the morning and 
tragically and think that it's gone. I think it's destroyed. <laughs> For life. Duh, duh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's interesting because sleep, I never really valued it. It's like one of those things that you don't know what you have until it's gone. Mm-hmm. And because we, you know, started parenting with an older child, but he was from Europe. So there was a time change and it took him a long time to figure out he was no longer in that time zone. <laughs> and he would wake up at like the craziest hours. I'm like, dude, when are you going to get like your body adjusted to like the 12 hour difference? <laughs> like, Please go to sleep. Um, and then as he did adjust, and I think this is a cruel joke um, on me is that all four of my sons, like I used to be a night owl. They're all morning people. Like that is just cruel. I'm like, who made this match? <laughs> because none of you belong to me. It's like early birds. They're but you exactly... remember us. We would be up late at night. If it wasn't video games, it was movies. It was watching something like that was the perk of not having school the next day of being on a long break. Like they, you know, Soph's not old enough. I have no idea what she's going to be like. I definitely have planned little tortures for her when she thinks she's going <laughs> to sleep till one o'clock. But I, I don't know where that comes from either. Cause similarly, my, my flaw is the end of the day wrap up because our days vary when we get in and closing down shop. So that bedtime can be like clockwork because girlfriend has morning time down like clockwork. <laughs> like it's just like, yeah. I'm not sleeping past this time. I don't, I, it's like, doesn't matter the black curtains. It doesn't matter if she napped the day before or didn't. If she went to bed a little later, she will maybe vary by a half an hour, 40 minutes on like a really late night, even <laughs> after much. even after New Year's. But it's like, what? So, yeah. Um, and I love my nephew. He shares my birthday, but I will never forgive him for visits where he thought <laughs> he was going to wake me up at 530 in the morning to play. If he didn't give me an hour to an hour and a half reprieve, I'm like, it's going to get ugly. So oh, yeah. back up and close the door. <laughs> yeah, you got to love the two-year-old that wakes up now and starts yelling. Because we still have him. I'll confess. I even had to tell the doctor this. I'm like, I hope it's okay. But I still have him in his crib because I just don't want him to have free reign to, like, get out. <laughs> like, is that okay? She's like, oh, yeah, he's developing fine, so don't worry about it. But I'm like, I will say that. Selfishly, he's still in his crib. So you'll hear him in the morning. Mom! Mom! Dad! Dad! And then he'll start yelling for brothers if mom and dad don't respond fast enough. But the minute you let him out, he just crawls into my bed. To then tell me to get out of my bed to get him his morning milk. I'm like, you have a lot of nerve. You could have just kept sleeping so we could all keep sleeping. But that natural clock, like you were saying, that you wake up at 6.30 now. Like, I wish I had a natural clock. Because if left without an alarm and without little people to interrupt, I will continue to sleep till 1 o'clock. In the afternoon, and there is no like, I would not be sad about missing a day. That would be fine <laughs> with me. <laughs> I will. I would be ecstatic <laughs> to miss 
a day and be like, oh, where did my day go? I got sleep. That would be a huge <laughs> win. Because um, it, it's just, I, I haven't found a rhythm. And, you know, I was reading an article or something the other day, and Steve, my husband, was saying, you know, Athena, you just got to get into a rhythm. Like, if you go to bed at this time and wake up at this time, eventually you just, like, Feel it becomes rested. okay. Yeah, yeah you feel. What, yeah, I'm not buying it. Whatever. I'm like, there's nothing in my life that I do the same <laughs> over and over again and feel okay about. So <laughs> I don't think sleep's gonna work that way for me. I'm like, you keep doing that. You do you, because he he always like complains. I keep him up way past the time that he wants to stay up, but he still drags himself out of bed at like five in the morning to go run, and I'm like. I don't know how you do it. He's like, well, it just feels good. I'm like, I'm sure it does. It seems painful. (laughs) (laughs) So for our, like, balancing it all and trying to get sleep, like, yes, I am one to, like, tell my kids starting at seven, please go to your room. Please stay in there. Read a book. Read to yourself. (laughs) At this point, like... You get one story out of me out of the week and the rest of the time, please read to yourself. There's tons of books on your bookshelf. Entertain yourself in your own room and let me wind down. So that way I could actually get to bed by 10, 1030, because I do like to talk to my husband and spend time with him and not just go straight to bed when they go to their room. But even 1030 seems to be like a late hour to get to bed because I still wake up and I tell people this all the time, like, I don't know what it is, but I, I don't I don't drink, so I should not wake up in the morning feeling like I have a hangover. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, and that's where I come back to that New York chronically tired pigeon. Like that's seriously how I feel, and like my eyes are bugged out on each side of my head because I go to bed at ten thirty and I wake up at five and. Hoping to get from 5 to 5.30 silence, but that's a hit or miss (laughs) these days. So what are some things that you've done to kind of help with the torn feeling of having to get to bed at a decent time, but also wanting to get some stuff done and not feel like you're going to bed at the same time as your kids? Yeah, so (laughs) for me, I think the biggest lesson and like um, what helps me cope through lots of motherhood things is that it's phases. So there are phases that I can, I stick to, I have an alarm that kind of is supposed to trigger bedtime for my daughter and I give myself two hours to trigger a bedtime for myself. And most of the time I'm just clearing it and continuing to do, but it kind of gives me a checkpoint of like, this is what's supposed to be happening and that helps for me. And so there's times that it's sticking strictly to her bedtime, giving myself the two hours, making sure I have my, like my reset meals because that's the other thing it's like trying to squeeze these things in and like make sure you're not crabby because you went over on something else it's work got out later and you're getting home later and so dinner is later um sometimes i'm just taking care of like making sure she's eating and bathing her and getting her to bed on in the schedule so then i have something after but that's really hard because i get very hangry so it's if that goes smoothly and she can go down and then I have that time and I've this academic year I have 
stuck to my practice of leaving work at work for the most part. And so maybe on the weekends, the kids will reach me and follow up on something. But I've never, I have not been leaving myself like whole projects that if I don't complete them before I get back to work, like something would be missing. Um, That helps. And then that time can be for myself, for recording our podcast, for decompressing, like watching something, reading something, continuing a podcast. and time with my partner, but it's difficult because our, his hours vary. So sometimes I'm doing like that, shutting down the day solo and he has trouble sleeping. And so it's hard for me to kind of hang with him the hours that we would have solo and wake up in the morning and feel refreshed. But lately he's been a little gutter with getting to that. So he's been telling me like, why am I not shutting myself down sooner? And some of it is that I can't really clear my head. So when we were doing our 2020 suggestions of a reset and fresh start, we were talking about things to do that help sleep. And the to-do list does help. The knowing I have Wonderlist, which is an app that I will list all the things that have to happen. And then I rank them with what's happening tomorrow and things that I just want to keep in my mind. And I group them by like at home for the podcast, for work. For, my, for the kids kind of thing, I, I separate that. And then sometimes they're just all listed as like jumbled together because it's like, well, this has to happen tomorrow. And it's like four things for work and two things for home. <laughs> but just getting it off my mind so I don't constantly feel like, let me make sure I'm not dropping, you know, uh, one of the things I'm juggling that I haven't dropped the ball on something. Um, and then the other time, it's my insight timer when I do take the shower, just go straight to bed, but don't feel like I can shut it all down. I'll do insight timer has some sleep courses and they'll like walk you through things. I have like a 59 minute beach meditation that it's certain sounds. Um, but it, it helps to like address my senses and then kind of lull me to sleep but I find a little bit of a struggle with going to bed too early and then waking up at three in the morning. And it doesn't matter that my <laughs> eyes opened. There's nothing I'm going to do at three in the morning. No matter how many people subscribe to the wake up an hour before the rest of your family and you'll get that time in for yourself. It is dark. I am warm cold. in my bed. <laughs> exactly. It's cold. I'm warm in my bed. My eyes could be wide open. Like I'm awake. You're not moving. moving. (laughs) You're not moving. Short of the place being on fire. Like, and even then, it'd probably be like, really? Did I really hear a siren? Did I, is this really an emergency? (laughs) And I I actually have had that moment happen to me in a hotel. And the alarm was going off about a fire. And I just, (laughs) and I did have my whole family with me. But we were on the 22nd floor, so I just text someone that I knew that was on a floor lower than me, and I'm like, is this for real, or is it fake? Because I don't think we're going to move. I think we're going to go down with the building. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're right. Like, what are you going to do at that time? Like, that's just unreasonable. Yeah, so I'm like, okay, so I'm so, like, which, what do I do? I'm gonna, supposed to get up and get into something athletic and sweat. <laughs> 
and keep myself motivated and then jump in the shower and not have the um, quicksand of my bed suck me back in. Because in college, that was my Achilles heel. You took a nice early shower, you came back in your robe, and you cuddled right back into your bed and missed your first period class. So it's like, nope, I'm going to close my eyes, I'm going to sleep till 5.30, then I'm going to get up, I'm going to have some positive thought, I'm going to read my mantra on my mirror, I'm going to stretch my body so I don't hurt, <laughs> I'm going to get in the shower, I'm going to get this party started. Um, because... I'm not there. So kudos <laughs> to Steve, who's like, just go to bed. Because even when there's an, an expand, a span of time that I have gotten to like, yes, I'm going to lay in bed. It, it just doesn't, not to the point where I'm bright-eyed and bushy-tailed at 4.45 in the morning even to say, let me go check something off. Like the most I can get in the morning is feel accomplished because I fixed my bed. And I walk <laughs> out my door and face the world. Like that's my... That's the check mark I can give myself before leaving. But especially with the length of it's just too much, just too many things. Yeah. And so And I maybe... like that you said that it was seasons because it's true. It's like the torn feeling that you have about sleep when you have an infant or mm. a new child. And then like now the season that we're in, it's like I struggle with sleep because either there could be a window of time that I could take a nap because everybody's pretty self-sufficient and kind of trustworthy to not <laughs> do anything too crazy minus shove stuff up their nose. But besides <laughs> that, I, I think I could trust them to play with each other and everyone still be alive if I shut my eyes for 15 minutes. But it's giving up those 15 minutes when I could have done laundry, right? Or gotten something else done. And it's true. Honestly, just yeah. be conscious to enjoy the pause from your kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> the I so you know, totally appreciate the grandparent caregivers, but one is all on board with the nap and the other kind of lets her decide for herself. And that is a problem. <laughs> and it's like, no, because I refuse to let go of naps. Naps cannot be a thing that don't exist in my life with her. Until she's like <laughs> I don't know. I'm giving her, if I can push it to seven or eight, I'm going to push it. We need a time off from each other. And that, now I probably nap more with her than I did when she was younger. And it was like, oh, you're down. I'm going to wash a bottle, do a thing, you know. And it was like a two, almost three hour nap. She was great at those things. But now that it's only one, it's one nap, and I'm lucky if you close your eyes for 45 minutes. Oh, no. I'm going to nap. Even if you're crying until one of us falls asleep. We're going <laughs> to fall asleep for at least 45 minutes to an hour, and then we're going to keep it moving. Yep. And so, but now it's like there is nap time. But and then the other season that we're in is my oldest is driving. So here goes another sleep robber because I'm mm, I'm still not to get in. yeah I'm still not comfortable and he's been coming out in theater um, so he's doing theater this semester and he has you know the play starts at eight doesn't mm. he doesn't get home until midnight so I'm still not a hundred percent in the place where I'm comfortable just falling asleep with my kid 
who's supposed to be home is not home, mm-hmm. right? Like not everybody's tucked away and the door's not locked. <laughs> like all the door- doors aren't locked. But there's that, you know, the difference in like that torn sleep moment between mom and dad because dad is just snoring <laughs> over here and completely fine with the fact that he missed the text that his son said he's on his way home and he doesn't respond. Okay, like we're waiting for you or here in that door. He's like, yeah, he's fine. <laughs> so, But yeah, and it's just a different phase of like when they're away at school, when they're not in your watch and care. And that's, Correct. that's a feeling like completely juxtaposed with sleep, right? You're hoping that you're restful and your mind is at ease. And I think it's interesting and nothing really prepares you for that disconnect. Um, you can find the best schools you can trust who's supervising you can but and my gut is always the like I will there's times where I won't be the first responder and I don't I don't know how to fare with that sometimes like as the gap gets bigger and it's like more influence and more impact I don't know I don't even I don't know how we sleep more soundly as they get older exactly I don't know it's like uh do you really have to hang out with that friend do you really because of course he asks like oh I'm gonna do the next play that's it that's gonna come out around like April or May I'm like are you kidding me we are not doing this again I said you have AP test coming up let's finish the senior year well please and can I not look like a raccoon at your graduation because I need my sleep so it just changes like the different seasons of why you feel torn sleeping. I know when my kids were infants, I felt bad sleeping because I was like, this is the only time I get to do your laundry and make a meal or sit and watch my own TV show without having to hold you or, you know, those uh, different things that I would rather squeeze in than sleep. And then as they've gotten older, it's like, okay, I'm going to stay up because you're out to whatever hour of the night or I am your chauffeur and these coaches what in the world do they not know kids also are students (laughs) like they're not just athletes like I don't know how many times we have to remind my son's coach like hey it's 8 30 and they still need to eat dinner and they still need to do homework and get to sleep and it takes us 30 minutes to get home from where we practice um So it's just balancing all those things as well, because of course they come home from practice and you would think after running up and down the field or the court for like three hours or two hour practices, they would be tired and ready to just take a shower and go to bed. Oh no, it's take a shower and eat some more cereal and then, oh, I got to get in that 20 minutes of reading that my teacher told me. And I'm like, ugh. It, it's another sleep robber. So many things stealing your sleep as a parent. But hopefully, as they get older and they leave the nest, the sleep, like you, you can never catch up on sleep once it's gone, it's gone. But hopefully the sleep is a little more restful. Yeah, and it's also wanting to give them a good example of it makes it that much more essential to get to a place where it's this is this is how we do this because we know that they have phases where they're not 
going to use those examples, but hopefully it'll be kind of short-circuited in there. <laughs> um, because my high school students, their sleep habits are awful. I, I don't know how standing in front of me every day. Can't say they're all looking their best when they do, but they're all standing there in front of me. <laughs> Oh. So Tor and Tribe, share with us what are some of your sleep routines or tricks to try to get in some more Z's and feel refreshed and not feel like a chronically tired pigeon, but feel alive and ready to take on the day. And now for our favorite part of the show, the mend. So Torrid Tribe, we love to stay connected and so that you don't miss the next podcast, make sure you subscribe. It means tell our folks how to stay connected with us. So we are really looking to hear from our listeners and get feedback on our episodes, comments that add to our topics as well as men's and suggestions for the Torn Tribe. Email us directly to Torn mlb at gmail.com and follow us on instagram facebook and twitter the handle at torn mlb thanks for joining us and now for our men's segment where we share a highlight from the week I'll share that early morning mother um, bonding quote that was shared with me this morning. Motherhood goes like this. You want to speed it up and slow it down. You want them to be grown-ups and babies at the same time. The things that drive you insane are the things you know you'll miss the most. You want a break, but you miss them on the break. You want to cry because you are so broken, but you want a happy cry because you're so whole. You lose yourself and find yourself almost every day. You want to have no idea what you're doing, but you know you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. It's just the way it is. So cheers to all the moms in all the phases with all the feelings. You're not alone. So shout out to Rossi because it definitely mended me hours later when I was conscious enough to really process my early morning <laughs> message. Yeah, and it's a perfect torn chant because it really is exactly where you are every single moment, emotionally all over the place and mentally all over the place. Um, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I like that. They captured motherhood to the T. Now the question is, how many children did it take for this woman to be inspired to write such a thing? (laughs) (laughs) Always makes me wonder. Um, But my men, it kind of had to do with like forfeiting my sleep. Um, I've been working on a study and I finally have completed it. I completed a writing piece. And so I've been getting up that I've bought into that get up the extra hour early <laughs> before everybody's in your household so that you can do something, um, <laughs> whatever it is that you want to spend that time doing. Um, so I've been forcing myself to get up earlier 
Um, even when I'm traveling, I do it because that way I can actually get stuff done. Doomed by other people's agendas for the day. Um, and I've actually got to complete the work this week. So it was really exciting. And it was nice because it was nice to be able to dedicate an hour of my time to something that solely was something I wanted to do. It had nothing to do with work. It had nothing to do with my kids or my husband or anything like that. Um, and it was just fun to write <laughs> and reflect and be able to compile it to share with others. So that was my Great. Plan. Kudos to you. Thanks. Choose grace. When you feel torn, choose, choose grace. grace.